Welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back to this week. Hello, hello. Yes, we hope that you and your family have been staying safe, well, or as we like to say now, happy, healthy, and hopeful mm. during our uh, our crazy time in our world. Uh, we feel like our spirits been lifted a little bit this week. Yeah, we do. We do, and we've made some very conscious choices for that, haven't we? Absolutely, and this is a big shout out to exercise. <laughs> Exercise, we love Thank and hate you. Yes, <laughs> I know. But it's an instant, you know, uh, I guess, result in the way we feel mm. in our mental and emotional well-being immediately following exercise. The 15 minutes prior to starting is not fun. No, especially, I have to say, in these cool and crisp Tasmanian mornings mm -hmm. when we are dragging ourselves out of bed. <laughs> but uh, it is immediate. In fact, it is so immediate. I even said to you at the start of the week after day one, I can already feel the difference in my mental and emotional health. I felt more stable in my thoughts across the day, in my mood across the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. From, seriously, yeah. 25 minutes of exercise. You, you're a much nicer person. Oh, thanks, honey. Mm. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this, I'll be much fitter and a lot more toned as well. So, Hello. winning. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper liked that as well. He's in the background. Okay, so let's pick it up. From there, we finished up last week taking you through uh, Huon Valley, the festival, Bruny Island, and we've now headed to Richmond. What a beautiful, historic town this was. And so different from everywhere else that we had been in Tasmania so far, I think. It was a really country town village even feel about it the drive in was absolutely beautiful we passed um, so many farms fresh produce lots of beautiful cows and green grass mm -hmm. and then arriving into richmond it's almost as if you cross an invisible border and you are immediately transported back to the 1800s the time portal yes and it reminded me very much, I had a couple of years early in my 20s over in the UK, uh, based in London, and being able to travel throughout uh, Britain was, uh, you know, a, an incredible experience at that age. But, geez, I had some memories flooding back because of how similar that, like you said, village ye olde worldy village feel mm. you know. it, it really i mean i'm i'm sure the the town of richmond sort of spans out further and is much larger than what you would ordinarily experience as a visitor but driving up that that main street that was lined with old sandstone houses and buildings that have been standing there for hundreds of years, yep, early, unchanged. Early 1800, I think 1805 was Richmond's settlement. 
the gardens, the trees, the the architecture, the yeah, design. The, all that beautiful Georgian architecture. Oh, it was just beautiful. We immediately fell in love with it. We were meant to overnight in Richmond before heading over to the Tasman Peninsula and we extended our stay for three nights because we knew that we needed to immerse ourselves in this little village. Yeah, it has a great cafe culture, mm. uh, even a bakery um, culture almost, isn't it? You know, you can find yourself in this quaint little square, town square kind of feel mm -hmm. where you can sit and enjoy a coffee and the community vibe. And uh, it look, it's, de it's definitely catering towards tourism. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it, it proudly boasts quite a number of firsts or, or the, um, you know, the, the oldest surviving bridge uh, in continuous use, oh. use in Australia. Which I'm going to jump in here and say you would never describe a bridge as being beautiful or breathtaking to look at. This bridge is. It was. It was stunning. And mm. to go down beside the river that flows underneath the bridge and we fed the ducks with Jasper, Paul put the drone up, it was beautiful. It is like a, uh, almost like a water colour painting. Yes, isn't it? That's, that's exactly what it was yeah. like. It was a cobblestone bridge, hand built, obviously. By the convicts. By convicts. It is still in use today. You can drive your car over it. We did. We or even drove the caravan, caravan over, over it. Yeah. But it is just beautiful. They certainly knew how to make ordinary things pieces of art back in the day. I mean we still do today, right? Some of the modern bridges are amazing. But I think the the history of this and the fact that mm. it was cobblestone and and its setting it's that whole idea of you know if if the walls could talk you know of this you know the stories this bridge could tell do you know what we needed it was like a gondola and you maybe <laughs> with a flower in your mouth and you could row Jasper and I on the river underneath the bridge change my name to Pedro or something that would have absolutely awesome. topped off the experience, <laughs> but um, it was really beautiful. The other first that Richmond had, yes, or the, has, I should say. The oldest uh, jail in mm. Australia. They also have the... Which, too, just quietly was a very beautiful-looking building in they, that it yeah, was, they, they again, that old sandstone... The oldest Catholic church in Australia. Oh, how beautiful was the church. Mm. So I mean, Picking up on the theme here, <laughs> Richmond is beautiful. And if you, if you have any interest in history, in heritage, I mean, you don't even have to be interested in that, I think, to mm. be taken by the beauty of this town. But if you do love that, you would absolutely love a visit to Richmond. Look, the, the standout uh, tourism attraction that we experienced was Old Hobart Town, a, a three-year labour labor of, of love. love. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best way to put yeah. it. We, we got to spend some time with the creator there, Andrew Quick, who spent three years in design development to perfectly create a miniature version of Hobart, if you could take your mind back 200 years, one-sixteenth, you know, in scale, even created all of the buildings. There's about 70 buildings, 500 little people, all going about their daily tasks in in what they believe life 
uh, and a daily life would have felt and looked mm. like uh, 200 years ago in Hobart. And this guy, yeah, I mean, Labour Love, it's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. He is so passionate about what he has created. He even referred to it as a work of art that he's inviting people into this story time, you know, endless stories depending on where you're standing. Mm. Can you pick up a different perspective and a different story of that time? Mm. I just, wow, that was so impressive. It was that. a highlight. There's nothing else like it, uh, I believe, in Australia, um, potentially the Southern Hemisphere. It is a uh, one-of-a-kind experience and so reasonable. $15, I think, for adults. Absolutely. What I love about it is, you know, you can, miniature town, you can think, oh, yeah, you know, it might be a bit, I don't know, naff maybe. But what Andrew has done there, I mean, aside from, like you say, the artworks of what he has hand built for this miniature Hobart town. Oh, that's the, what I was going to say, using the original plans yes, of the buildings. Yes, incredible. So that it is to scale and depicts exactly what they were like originally, but a sixteenth of their size. Mm, amazing. The, the gardens are beautifully landscaped and manicured. He's been bonsaiing uh, Tasmanian maple trees to you know, have them to scale within the model. So everything is perfectly placed and created. There is nothing amateur about it. No. And it is educational. So not only can you walk through and around and, and look at it all and take it all in, but there is fantastic interpretation signage that you can read that gives you a real insight into the lives of the people who lived at that mm. time, the different elements of what made up society at that time. Mm. So it's an educational experience as well as, you know, being able to look upon, you know, this great Ed- artwork. Edutainment, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I know um, that word can be overused, but it absolutely brings together entertainment and education. Mm. To what, present, yeah, a wonderful experience. And what I love is that you, particularly if you've already visited Hobart, you can go and visit that and you can <laughs> yeah. see some of the buildings and structures that are still standing today in Hobart City and yes. what they look like. You can you can literally, uh, again in Andrew's words, become a giant in old Hobart yeah. Town, walking down streets or alongside streets that are still relevant and, and there today. Oh, I just want to jump in with one final thing and say, aren't people amazing? Now, <laughs> I think we should probably count how many times I've said that across <laughs> the entire podcast that we have done, particularly here in Tasmania. People are amazing, passionate, enthusiastic, you know, d- doing mm. this because not only does he have a love for it, but he wants to share that with other people. I mean, really? How amazing is that? Yeah, it, it really is a dedicated person with purpose and a passion. And all of those things collide and this is what you end up with, a world-class experience. Super cool. Yeah. Definitely worth a well, visit if yeah. you're in Richmond. Yeah. 
well well done to Andrew again. I I think to give him a shout out. Uh, the the piece of footage that we filmed for this mm, it's was pretty well our last uh, or almost last experience that yeah. we really got to capture. It's only a uh, I think a two and a half minute piece, but it really it's worth a watch so yeah, that you can really get that really picture in your head. It well, yeah. uh, with permission from Andrew, he he also had a. a an interview with me on camera and allowed me to fly my drone, uh, you know, which um, I'm sure could have felt a little risky for him not knowing us, but uh, to be able to capture those images, yeah, wonderful. Do you know what I love about that footage mm. is the final um, uh, the final few seconds in that piece of footage when Paul's drone is flying across the model village of old Hobart Town and he pulls the drone up and you start to get the perspective of Richmond in the background and you go from looking at these miniature little heritage buildings in this complete mm -hmm. landscape to looking at heritage buildings in a complete landscape. It's <laughs> yeah. really, yeah, really it's, cool. Yeah, it really did have the, the outcome that we were we were both, that was an Andrew and I uh, collaborative, I think. Let's see how this looks. And it really worked well. Yeah, You're it's right. like yeah, Richmond's it's just a, a, a model village on a much <laughs> bigger scale. Yeah. So obviously pretty uh, pretty big wrap there for old Hobart Town. Um, and, oh gosh, is it 25, 30 minutes from Hobart? Yes. Look, it's, it's, it's not far. incredibly accessible. So it's, you know, it is on our must-do list if uh, you're coming to Tassie, particularly if you're in the Hobart area. Mm, and lots to see and do in that region that is also a short drive from oh, Richmond. We didn't even talk about the wine uh, uh, culture there as well. Mm. Very famous wineries in and around that area as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Lots of things to visit. And, and, and reasons to go back. Okay, from there we headed over to the Tasman Peninsula. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we were fortunate to have some friends that have a shack, as as it's referred to. Yes, uh, it's, it's the very popular thing here in Tasmania, isn't it? Yes. I never really no, knew about it. I guess being uh, Queenslanders, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, uh, a shack isn't something that you really ever hear as a term or referred to uh, because I guess you're kind of living on the coast and you're living close to or on the beach anyway um, and so the idea of a shack or you know a holiday house or mm. a getaway um, maybe isn't used or necessary in a lot mm. of ways uh, but everyone you meet here every other person you meet here has a shack and uh, so we were fortunate to be offered uh, a couple of weeks at their shack and and it almost sounds like, uh, you know, you undersell it by using the word shack because yeah. it certainly uh, had everything, you know, you could possibly need, cool. you know, even a, a beautiful fireplace in, in one area and then a, a new bathroom fit out and washing machine, you know, I mean, massive backyard for Jasper and, and a, you know, a, um, a stone's throw away from a, a beautiful secluded isolated if i can use that word beach i mean we were the only ones there mm. uh which was just fantastic and if you if you stopped on that beach for a minute and looking at the clear water the white you know sand beautiful white sand you could mistake it for somewhere in that north queensland you know mm. coastline around rocky 
don't you, you think? Could. Well, you could, and you could be lured to the water's edge to dip your toe in the water. And all I'm going to say is you probably wouldn't get your toe back because it would instantly freeze from how cold the water was. Oh, and that would be it. Look, Jasper went in <laughs> uh, all the way. I yeah, went in. I'm a bit of a wuss. Up to my knees, and I'm pretty good with cold water. Uh, it, it's it's cool. definitely refreshing. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You know, it certainly alive. doesn't stop Tasmanians from uh, swimming and enjoying the beaches. Okay, we're totally digressing. Look, from White Beach, where we were based for the couple of weeks, thirty minutes away is Port Arthur. Now, Port Arthur probably doesn't need much of an introduction. Uh, incredibly famous for the convict. Uh, settlement ruins that have historical been historical site. Yeah, it's a World Heritage uh, UNESCO World Heritage listed site. Uh, obviously, has some some dark history uh, through in those early eighteen hundreds oh, right. and yeah. in modern times. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll just stop there by saying, you know, unfortunately, due to the restrictions and our timing, we decided to leave it till the very end mm -hmm. of our two weeks. Um, in that area that we unfortunately missed the opportunity because it was closed. One of the first actual tourism attractions yeah. that were closed in the region. Yeah, which which is a definite shame, but again gives us something to go back for and experience over on that Tasman Peninsula. And I, I'm going to jump in here and just say... The whole time we've been in Tasmania, we have been saying, oh, my God, this place is spectacular. It's this, it's that, it's incredible, it's breathtaking. The scenery, wow. I don't think we have experienced anything quite like the Tasman Peninsula as far as a, a region that boasts some of the most incredible natural environment and oh. landscapes in Australia. Holy dooly, yeah. this place is epic. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I'll give a quick shout out though. I'll try and do a 30 second wrap here on the historic coal mine site because we did visit mm. there we did. because that was open. And it really is about 25 minutes up the road from Port Arthur in, in a car, about 75 minutes from Hobart if you're, you're looking for direction there. The coal mine was established in 1833. It only ran for 15 years to 1848. It was a very successful coal mine, but it was basically set up as a probation station for the worst offenders from Port Arthur. Uh, so you can think, you know, Port Arthur, there, I mean, there were people there that, you know, and kids as young as eight, I think, that stole a loaf of bread, sometimes maybe a slice of bread. So quite shocking kind of stories that were coming out of there. But then if you're a repeat offender or you're doing something even worse or considered bad in Port Arthur, they sent you over here to this coal mine. Um, they then were kept in uh, these tiny little cells under the ground, in some cases, sometimes in, in solitary confinement, and then sent to work this coal mine and uh, it hasn't been restored um, or had those, you know, whatever, hundreds of millions of dollars that Port Arthur mm. has spent, had spent on it. But the ruins are quite spectacular. It Again, is, the, incredible. the outlook that they've put some of these <sighs> convict settlements on is, is like you say, breathtaking. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, a horrific scenario to be in, but such beautiful locations. Oh, I mean... Uh. Mm. Water views, I mean, it really, it was absolutely beautiful. And 
the ruins themselves were absolutely beautiful. I really yeah. loved walking around and just taking the environment in. And you're right, like there's definitely mm. that feeling of eeriness and almost sadness, you know, in yeah, the yeah. air. It, 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 you can feel no. that. Mm. Just look! Jasper's in the background there. Yeah, but I mean, Jasper certainly loved, you know, racing around and exploring. And nothing um, was closed off, was it? No, you have access to all of the the ruins, the historical sites. They have done um, some great work, particularly in the uh, solitary confinement uh, cells. Mm, where they have, um, I guess, added some features to enable you to be able to safely walk in and really experience that, which, again, was quite eerie and um, a strange feeling. But an incredible site that is absolutely free, open every single day of the year. You can go there, you know, without a guide, without anything and experience it for yourself. And quite un unknown you know i think port arthur being so famous and so you know large and with so much exposure the coal mines quite often get overlooked because people just don't know about it yeah you're right and we were really tipped off by our, our friends mm. you know a bit of local knowledge there uh and again it's it's a world heritage listed site uh so and to be free as you mentioned Amazing. Mm -hmm. Now we're we're almost running out of time again, but let's try. Oh, and... we might have to do a whole Tasman Peninsula episode next time because there is so much more to talk about. Yeah, let's um, wrap it up for this week. I think uh, because we do want to really give you the the story and the experience around Pennycott wilderness oh, uh, yes, journey. Oh, yes, we're keeping you hanging it, on. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it almost deserves its own episode. It does definitely, and. I have to say, the Tasman Peninsula boasts so many other incredible natural things, like the tessellated pavement, you know, the uh, the, oh. the Devil's Kitchen, the Blowhole. I mean, Australia's tallest sea cliffs. Incredible. Yeah. So there is so much more to talk about. I think saving it to next week is a great idea. All right. Well, we will wrap it up there. We'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website, all the w's.thefeelgoodfamily.com.au. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our YouTube channel. This particular episode that we've just spoken about, jump on and have a look at it. Uh, the footage spectacular. is spectacular. And again, planting a seed of interest for next week. The footage from the, the Pentecost wilderness journey cruise tour that we did of tasman peninsula is epic oh so amazing our our, uh, our youtube channel the feel good family we release a new episode every sunday night at 6 30 p.m australian eastern standard time and if you haven't subscribed to that, please do. And, of course, if you've loved listening to our podcast, please subscribe and share with anybody you know who needs a little bit of feel-good distraction at the moment. Perfect. Well, thank you again for listening. Keep dreaming big. Look after your family. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the journey.